If you're a real estate agent and you're tired of cold calling, door knocking, and spending money on ads, then subscribe to this podcast. We discuss leveraging the power of YouTube for your real estate business and how these strategies earned us over $1 million in GCI our first year in real estate. My name is Levi Lassick and my partner is Travis Plum. Let's get started. We'll just kind of get started. So let me let me kick this off and do a little intro if I can. So we're going to get started today, and uh, we're joined by our special guest, Mr. Oh, yeah, Wise. All right, we already got a hot mic. So, <laughs> what uh, an intro! Yeah, right in the, right in the middle of. Uh, if everyone can just go on mute, that would be really uh, awesome. Since we do, uh, we are running this live, and we, you know, we'll definitely open it up for some questions at the end. So a couple of things, actually, you can either throw questions in the chat as we go along, and then we can get to those. Or, we'll, or if we have a little time at the end, we'll, we'll uh, come off of mute and have a few people pop on there. So, uh, but wanted to welcome Mr. Buck Wise. Uh, Buck, how are you today? Fantastic, man. Levi, awesome. you say, come on my podcast, my mastermind. I'm like, done. You say <laughs> when, I'm there, you know? Yes. Thank you so much. Appreciate it. Absolutely. And, and uh, just a little background on Buck. Buck is, uh, you know, devilish devilishly is that how you say it devilishly yeah devilish devilishly yeah devilishly handsome man look at this look at this i mean and uh, yeah i will take that wow that's really that's really all we need to say buck but uh no he is (laughs) i'm all looks no substance how about that uh, and uh really uh, coming from a very strong marketing background and you'll have to correct me on some of these stats just in case i know i know you ran uh, marketing or we're CMO with uh, uh, Cardone. Uh, That's right. Cardone Ventures. Uh, you also, yep. I, w- I would say what the biggest impact, no, I don't want to say the biggest impact, but one of the biggest impacts that probably on a lot of you here, even if you've never met Buck or consumed his content before, if you've ever had a pumpkin spice latte from Starbucks, you know, Buck was the, uh, was the, the marketing mind and ran that team uh, behind that whole promotion of the pumpkin spice latte at Starbucks. So two years uh, of Starbucks. Yeah, exactly. In addition to that, you worked and consulted with uh, people like Ryan Serhant, uh, you know, just to name a few. So, I mean, I I think we could stop at at Cardone, (laughs) Starbucks and Serhant. uh, Yeah, sure. You You can throw in Nike, Google, but I mean, it just gets repetitive at some point. We'll just pause there. (laughs) There you go. So some, some of the top names and brands in the industry, and now, uh, now, Buck, you are uh, just uh, uh, working on uh, still consulting, right? Is what your main right. role is, is consulting. And well, we were fortunate enough how I met Buck was originally through, you know, our mortgage broker, Brian McCauley, kind of had started you know, mentioning this person and I wasn't too familiar, but then I, I started following him on Instagram. So anytime somebody mentions somebody and I'm going to go check them out, right? I'm going to vet them on social media. I'm going to go check out their feed, check out their profile, see what they're about. Uh, Immediately, you know, looking through Buck's Instagram, I thought, uh, all right, you know, pretty cool dude. I got some really great tips and, and uh, someone I think I, I would get along with, but that that's all I was really expecting to come of that. And you know, I started following, uh, you know, his his uh, page and and his post, and he posted a story uh, a couple of weeks later. Posted a story and said, hey looking to come to visit three cities. And if you want to, you know, help out on my plane and uh, hotel, you know, then I'll, I'll waive my speaking fee. That's and, it. 
that was it. And so uh, I was like, well, let's go for it. So I just replied and said, yeah, why don't, why don't you come over to Dallas? And Buck said- Rest with history. <laughs> yeah, I love Dallas. And so he he came over there. We hosted a, a joint event there. And, uh, you know, Buck opened up, uh, was gracious enough to open up for us, but it was really just a, a two-man event there with us. And and so, uh, and what was great, what I loved about his opening was because he was talking about general marketing uh you know, expertise and tips and things that that you can apply to your business, but it all just laid perfectly really into what we were going to be talking about, which, you know, we're very dialed in on YouTube for real estate, uh, but the overall concepts and the things that Buck talks about with personal branding and, you know, exposure and making things happen and, and, you know, making the right moves and doing the right things just really laid a a very solid foundation for our presentation. I almost felt like it was custom made, you know, really and, and uh, it was really awesome. So, so that was a lot of fun. And then, you know, Brian uh, then invited Ryan Serhant uh, to Dallas to speak, and 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 Buck was um, you know helping out with all of that and and working doing uh, some of the consultation, and also emceed the event for us where we got the opportunity to speak and and then go to dinner afterwards. And now uh, it is official, Buck Ryan did write the foreword for our book that is nice. coming out. So, so very cool. Yep. I love the way the world connects. I mean, I always talk about marketing and sales just being about how can we connect with as many people as possible. And it's not always the conversion we're looking for, but the relationship always ends up being fruitful when the intention is right, when the relationship is right, then it's always fruitful. I always say the conversion happens when the trust is there. And so to your point, Levi, you and I very early on, I could have sold you. You could have sold me. We didn't though. We were like, let's speak together. I said, let's do that. I came out, uh, charged no speaking fee. We connected, uh, very impressed with your background and your history and, and sort of your, you know, your success story of pushing through on the YouTube side. I give you, I must give your story once a week to somebody who says I uploaded my YouTube last week and nothing happened. I said, try it for three months, three times a week and nothing happens. You know, like, you know, it's really that consistency game you've had. And so I've always been proud of your story and the success you created. And so when Ryan was coming to Dallas, I said, you got to get Levi's story up there. And I've loved watching your growth too, Levi, because, you know, I saw you speak in Dallas the first time at the country club. And then I saw you speak again and you'd gone through some training and kind of crafted your story a little bit better. And I thought, wow, Levi's getting really sharp, you know, so I've watched you professionally grow and that's, that's been pretty cool to see too. I was on stage at follow-up boss con, the FUBU con, whatever they call it. And I told, I don't know if you know this, I don't know if this stuff ever gets to you. I told your story on stage in front of 8,000 people there as well. Really? So any, yeah, any chance I get, I was on the podcast with the guys over at, uh, uh, oh, what are they? The uh, Zudilio. Yeah. yeah. I dropped your name on Zudilio, you and Travis. Uh, so like, you know, any chance I get, I'm, 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 I'm an ambassador of what you've created. I, I, I love the come up story, you know, the COVID hit your last business wasn't working. You've overcome your health. You've overcome business. Like you just have such a great triumph story. So anytime Levi says, let's do something, I said, let's do it. You know, let's make it happen. But thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. Yeah, I man, appreciate you, Buck. I would love if you got that clip or that video of a uh, follow-up boss anywhere, I'd love to check I do. it out. Yep, I do. 
I'll send so it I to appreciate you. that. Well, cool. Well, let's get started. Um, we're going to have people popping in here, in and out. You know how realtors are. They're always uh, just on, on the go. Closing <laughs> deals. It's closing day. Hashtag yeah. closing day. That's the name of my consultancy, by the way. Hashtag closing day. There That's it. Well, cool. Let me let me uh, kick off uh, with a question then, if I can, just to get you get the juices flowing for Mr. Buck. Uh, so the importance, Buck, what is the importance of the personal brand? Yeah, it's it's honestly, it's everything. Personal brand is absolutely 100% the most ownable equity you can create in your life. Um, I talk to CEOs that have big companies. They've got... Uh, you know, 20, 30, $40 million companies. And they're like, I don't need a personal brand, right? I built the company, it's working, it's cash flowing. And the question is, what's your exit plan, right? When I, when I find, so, so sometimes I meet people that are just starting. Sometimes I meet people that are highly successful. The question is always, what's your exit plan? Because guess what? There's always an exit plan. Even if you die, you've been chosen by God to exit, right? So there's always, so the question is, you got to control the exit. And so even for a big time, you know, successful person, you've got built in retention or you've got a company that's already cash flowing. You need to think about when you move to whatever the next vehicle is to create more success. When you do that, how hard will it be for you to do that from scratch versus if you've built equity and who you are and what you stand for and you've created a network around that? Because that's really what the personal brand is. The personal brand is your ability to be known and to create connections in a way where people trust you so that you can make decisions faster. So you can partner with the right people so you can recruit better talent. You know, yeah, sure. Maybe you did that 15 years ago and you built something, but then how are you going to do it again? Especially if nobody knows you, or what about when a new cycle hits? What about when COVID 9.0 or Russia goes to war or whatever it is that disrupts the economy? You know, what are you going to do when your model breaks Everybody thinks they're good when they're good, you know? So like, I, I, it's kind of twofold and I don't know where your audience really sits. If it's like brand new, I can talk about the strength of the personal brand if you've never started and how to get more traction faster. Or if you're, you're already a seasoned agent doing, you know, 350 K GCI each year, you know, then you, you, you're sitting pretty. I meet too many successful agents that are complacent that don't understand their own liability. So personal brand is how you protect liability in something successful. And by the way, you have less of an excuse if you're successful because you've got some built-in traction. It allows you a little bit of time and freedom to go do those things, to build those things, and, and to have people help you with it because you have capital, you have resources. Think about the agent that just starts that's like, I want to build a personal brand, but I got to do my own reels. I got to learn how to edit. I got to learn what Final Cut, Adobe Premiere, or, you know, use these fancy new caption apps and like they're doing all the work themselves. So if you got a little bit of resources and Levi knows this because you went from zero to a hundred. So like the bigger you got Levi, the more resources you were able to tap into this. So there's even less excuses, the bigger you are. So I'm speaking to both sides of the audience now, the brand new, you know, the brand new agent or the seasoned agent, the personal brand is key. And it's the only thing that you truly own at the end of the day. I call it, by the way, personal brand would be under, there's three pillars in marketing. There's owned, paid, and earned. Owned, paid, and earned. Owned are things that you can control, like a website, a blog, your emails, text message, all that data inside your CRM. That's all owned. Paid would be where you pay to get eyes and ears. You pay to make connections with more people. 
So you pay Facebook for more people to see who you are. You pay uh, Zillow to get more leads. Those are all paid platforms, right? Um, or maybe you don't pay Zillow. I don't know. Maybe those are low quality leads in your area. But um, earned, you don't own and you can't pay for. So your brand, your personal brand is earned. And it's done over time. It's done through consistency. It's done through you showing up and being really sharp, really sharp about who you are, why you exist, and how you're different from anybody else that does exactly what you do in your market. Because I've yet to meet a business owner, and that's what every real estate agent is. If you're new, you're a business owner. I've yet to meet a business owner that doesn't have a competitor. And in real estate, I sure as hell know there's a lot of competition in the market, you know? So it's like, how are you going to stand out? You can't do that without a great personal brand. To answer your question, Levi, I went a little longer, but you know, I'm passionate about that personal brand. No, man, you got it. So um, uh, now I hear you. So let's let's kind of start, let's start baseline and let's go midline and then advanced uh, kind of quickly, if you don't mind, because I definitely want to sure. get to some other topics, but let's say brand new agent just starting out, uh, you know, do they focus on starting the the personal brand along with, because here's something that we've kind of, we've kind of talked about a little bit. I, I mean, I absolutely believe in personal brand. Now, the thing was, is that, you know, two years in real estate, nobody knew who we were. And so I didn't know if like starting a personal brand at that time was going to get me anything versus starting a brand uh, again, where we kind of doing that research, you know, figuring out, well, people are searching more about Dallas, Texas. So if we kind of brand uh, or tap in, we want to say tap into the brand of Dallas first, you know, because that's a much more popular topic than Levi yeah. Lassie, the brand new real estate agent. So um, now, now that we've had that success, uh, you know, we've definitely started building the personal brand side of it. So it, it, do you think there's an advantage to, to, you know, really kind of starting both at the same time? Or do you see like maybe building up your business credibility first helps out to launch a personal brand at a, at a later date? What, what, what would be your thoughts on that? I get this question so often. <laughs> And I love, I love the question, do I build a corporate brand or a personal brand? Which one do I focus on first? It is totally okay to put some time, effort, and a little bit of resource into building out what that umbrella corporate brand is going to be, right? Living in Dallas, whatever it is, that umbrella brand that you want to create. But you have to remember this since we're going to talk to starting out, being new. So and maybe, by the way, maybe you're a seasoned agent but you're just getting on the digital side of things. So in a, in a sense, it may feel like you're just starting out, even though you actually have a pretty good database of reoccurring, uh, you know, reoccurring business. So either way, this applies to both sides. But the truth is people don't do business with brands. They do business with people when you first start. You're not Pepsi. We're not Starbucks. We're not Nike. We don't have equity. You know, they don't see, you know, living in Dallas, uh, you know, two years ago, people are like, I don't even know what that is. I don't trust it. Don't know it. Don't care. Right. Today, it's got equity. How much? I don't know, because I don't have the data, but it's got some, you know, it does. The, the data on YouTube itself will show you there's equity in the name. Uh, but Levi had to be Levi first to do that. Uh, they trusted him. I remember the first calls you used to get. Is this the guy? Is this Levi, the guy from the YouTube thing? They didn't say, is this the living in Dallas guy, right? It was like, is this Levi? They did business because Levi was the ambassador of the corporate brand. So when you first start, it is imperative that you focus on your personal brand. Who are you and what you stand for and how you're different? All those things, all the brand attributes, all the feelings that you want the consumer to have when they make connections with you at any touch point. 
online, in person, on a phone call? What does the experience look and feel like? Your personal brand dictates that. Um, and every single piece of that interaction with that consumer is a part of your personal brand. I think if we back up a second, as I, as I, the point was, I'll make it easy, personal brand first, corporate brand second. Some people will say there's a KPI tied to that, by the way, Levi. Some people will say, really don't even focus on a corporate brand until you're doing a million, uh, over a million and generating in top line revenue. Some will say, don't even focus on a corporate brand until you hit the million. You got to learn how to churn yourself as a person. And, and to your point, Levi, build that business uh, credibility. You got to do that first and then you can dump some money into and this is what we've created, you know, and this is how to become a part of this movement, because that's really what the corporate brand is. The corporate brand is corporate brand is culture and inspiration and education. It's all the corporate brand stands for those. But people don't convert off corporate in the beginning. Um, so, you know, it, I, I don't know that a million dollars in top line or gross sold homes is, is the number. The point is. Build relationships first as you build build that equity in yourself. And, 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 you know, it doesn't hurt to plan. So if you have a brand that you want to build, a corporate brand, a movement, something that you want to build that's scalable, that's really what corporate brand is. Personal brands are not scalable. They never will be. You take them wherever you go. Corporate brands are scalable. Levi could get to the point to where he's not even making the videos anymore. He's got 19 other people making them. He steps back. He goes to Costa Rica or Cabo or wherever he wants to go. This thing just generates cash. He doesn't even get involved anymore. That's a corporate brand. And ultimately, that's where we want to go. So if you're building your personal brand, it doesn't hurt to have a roadmap of your corporate brand and reserve all of those IPs, meaning websites, usernames, handles, uh, but man, I got to tell you, Levi, there are so many bad corporate brands. There's so many little tiny bad corporate brands where, you know, you've got the real estate agent that's doing all their personal life stuff and everybody wants to follow and talk to them on their personal stuff. And then they got this sterile, not engaged, no followers, corporate. We've all seen it, that page where it's like, you know, 110 followers and it's all your family and cousins that you got to follow it, right? Or the email blast you sent out to everyone. And then you just post these sterile images of houses and it's got two likes. One's your mom, you know, maybe an ex-boyfriend. I don't know. You know. It's just like you got some random people and then there's no, there's no engagement. There's no call. It's just you're wasting your resource. It's doing absolutely nothing for you. It's building no credibility in your, in your business. Um, so I, I would say if you're going to do the corporate brand, do it with intention, do it in a way that's like, what purpose does this brand, what is it really going to serve? And it isn't going to be to close deals. Corporate brands don't close deals. They give you credibility, you know? So, um, that, that would be, that'd be my best advice is personal brand first. Yeah. Well, that makes sense. I, I never really looked at it that way as far as it was, we, the corporate brand was there, but I was the face from the beginning. Yes, you were. You were the ambassador. From the beginning and was very involved. And so people saw that, that beginning, middle, you know, you know, where we're at the top of the mountain right now. And, and they see the building, building, building. And yes. And, and that's where uh, it wasn't until a year, year and a half, probably about a year and a half in that I experimented with other agents on the channel to make a few videos to see what would happen. But yeah. the, the audience and the credibility was already established at that point. And yeah. what we found was, is that their videos 
did extremely well. And it just proved mm-hmm. the, the point, just like you said earlier, um, to where that gives myself an exit strategy, you know, uh, down the road to where, yes, uh, now we know that the audience is established, the the brand is established there. And even though I've been the ambassador of that, that now uh, that that baseline, that foundation is so solid that, you know, others, the right people can come in and carry that. And, yeah. and because of the success of that now, that does make my personal name uh, a lot more, you know, carry some more weight there, uh, as yeah. well, especially whenever I talk about building a business yeah. on YouTube. So makes. I, I would also say the other genius that you did, Levi, is you didn't name your corporate brand after your name. The <laughs> amount of real estate agents that use their name, there's nothing scalable in that. Yeah. Unless you're unless you're starting the Hilton and Hilton Real Estate Fund, right? Yeah. Uh, which we heard two days ago. So the Hilton father and son created their own brand. Now they have built a brand around their name, which is scalable within their their, you know, their, their dynasty. So uh, most real estate agents use like, you know, the, the Levi real estate group. And it's like that you can't, you can't scale something in your name. You got to scale something outside your name so you can put other leaders in place and then you can scale it out, leave it or let it run, automate it to some degree. That's your exit plan. So I would say uh, personal brand focus on your name, corporate brand, don't use your name. Very good. Very good. Okay. So good. So now, now that you have that established, then what would be the next step as far as actually driving the business, driving the sales through, you know, through social? Yeah. Big question, Levi. How do we close deals? (laughs) How can we now close some deals? Um, So there's two really important things to the personal brand. And there's two really important things to the business development. Uh, Who am I? And who are they? Those are the two most important things. Just because a lot of, so let me go back. Personal brand. What is brand? Let's use the word brand. What is branding? Brand. When I say the word brand, I don't know. Do you guys use chat? I'd love to see in the chat what you think of. What's the first thing? Don't overthink it. What's the first word that you think of when you hear the word brand? A lot of people will say, let's see what you guys say. I'll give you a second. Are we going to type in here? There we go. Credibility. That's good. I like that. Identity, quality, reputation. These are all good. All good. Um, what we what we typically hear is something visual. People think the brand is a logo, a business card, uh, the website. People start thinking brand. They think visual. So the truth is, um, yes to everything you guys wrote. It was all those things, credibility, quality, reputation, identity. But the truth is brand, and this will change the way you think about your brand is a feeling. Think about that. Branding is a feeling you get. How do we create an emotion? Our brand should create an emotion. Well, we do that through sight. We do that through sound. We do that through touch, through speaking, through smelling, through all the senses. So brand is everything. But for some reason over the years, brand has just been so associated with design. And there's so much in design. If you look at the definition of design, design is not visual, right? Design is a process to create an effect. And so what effect do we want? How do we design the way we greet someone? What's the first thing you say when your phone rings? Hi, it's Levi. How can I help you? Right? Like, it's like, like that's your brand. If that's how you answer the phone, that's how you design that for a certain effect. And so, you, you know, every aspect of your touch point with that consumer is your brand. 
And so if we understand the importance of designing and being purposeful and being intentful on what do we want the outcome to be, you have to think about who am I? So really understanding truly what is it that your value propositions offer those customers? What do you offer that no one else can offer? In Levi's case, from 40,000 feet, he offers a ridiculous amount of education on his specific areas inside Dallas. Like, like if you watch his videos, his credibility is that if you're moving to these areas that he's talking about, he knows more than anybody else in those areas. And so you have immediate trust and credibility factor by watching those videos. He's, he's shortening the sales cycle by showcasing that, you know, you call another agent and they're going to ask you 16 questions. You don't need to with Levi because he's already answered them through his videos. You've, you've sped that process up. And you're like, this guy knows the stuff he's talking about schools. He's talking about parks and areas. He's talking about home prices. He's talking about new data trends in the market, things that used to look this way, but now look this way. So you, you, you speed that up. And so I'd say education would be a pillar of Levi's brand. So what are your pillars? Customer service, communication, education, inspiration. Uh, so work on yourself a little bit. Really think through this. I, I love this exercise. If everybody will do this homework today. I want you to ask your Instagram audience. I like Instagram. It's one of my favorite platforms. TikTok is my second. Uh, this is just me personally where I spend time. I'm not saying your real estate um, you know, uh, closings are going to be on these platforms. They, you know, the idea is where can you connect with your next customer? And if it's on those platforms, depending on who you serve, they might be on that platform. But go on Instagram today and do a story, 15 second, 20 second, 30 second story and say, hey, um, I've known you for a while really appreciate that we've stayed connected. I'd like to ask you one quick question. Reply to this story. What are the three to five words you would use to describe me? Whether you just met me or you've known me 20 years or related or not. What are the three to five words you would use to describe me? And make one of those words a word that's challenging, an area maybe I need to work on because no one will ever give you the bad words, right? You talk too much. <laughs> you, don't talk, you don't talk enough, right? Like, you, you know, whenever you ask somebody to give you three to five words to describe, it's always, oh, you know, you're kind and bubbly and energetic and all, they go the fun words. Say, tell them, say, give me, okay, now maybe wait for the reply. Don't put it in the story. When you get the reply, say, great, now give me one word of like where would be, an area of opportunity for me to grow. I would say it like that. What you're really saying is give me something bad about me, right? Because we, we won't ever grow if we don't get bad data. If all we do is surround ourselves with a peer group that loves us, we're never going to know where our opportunity to grow is. So get, get, get them raw. But um, I would love for you to tag me in those Instagrams today. And my promise to you is I always give feedback. I always continue to help and support. So it's at about buck here. I'll put it in the chat. Tag me at about buck on Instagram when you do that. And then I want to see your results because this is what you're getting. Those three words that you get back, whether you like it or not, this is the fun part. That's your brand, right? Oh, I'm going to design my brand. No, you're not. They are. Whether you like it or not, your brand exists today. Some of you are saying, I haven't focused on my brand. It's there. It, it's out there. I don't know. I don't really see you talk that much. 
you're quiet. You're okay. What's, you know, what's your brand? You're going to find out real quick. You're going to find out what your brand is. So we, we build personal brands to talk about ourselves. We build them to learn more about who we are. So here's what I want to be. This is my path that I've built. This is my blueprint of my brand. And then asking great questions after closing day. Hey, how was your experience? That's awesome. What would you say the best part was? Was there any challenging parts? And would you give three words about your experience? Getting that kind of data on your business is called brand consistency, right? How do we know we're growing in the right direction if we don't ask the questions? You know, data equals dollars, meaning the more data we have, the better the information we have to create better decisions in our business. So we're missing millions of dollars of data when we don't ask questions to the people we serve. We're missing data points. We're missing an opportunity for growth, for alignment, for optimization. We're missing all of that. So make it a regular part of your process. If you're building up those processes in your business, make it a part of your process where all your agents or you or anyone on your team is asking for feedback, getting those feedback forms. Um, so that's you. So working on you. Now we need to know them. You know, Levi's asking, what's the next step? Well, the next step is building out foundational pieces. Now, I could have just skipped all of this when Levi said, what's the next step? I could have just gone right to, you need four reels a day, you need two lives, and you need to be able to, you know, I could have just gone right to create. Just, just start creating, you know? But the truth is you can build a house on sand or you can build it on concrete. And what I try to get people to do is, yeah, I get it. If you're a new agent, you're like, dude, I got to eat. I'm not trying to build my brand for six months, right? I'm trying to close a deal in the next week. And you can. You can create momentum quickly, accidentally. We call that shooting from the hip. You can be charismatic enough, educated enough. You can be purposeful about who you are and what you do enough that you have no foundation, no personal brand. You just get on and you're, you're a light. You're energetic. And you will create connections with other human beings. A lot of you got into this business because you are natural at what you do. And because you are a natural communicator with a personality, you thought, man, this seems really easy. People really like talking to me and I, I like real estate and I'm learning more about it. So you can create, I'm not saying you have to build the foundation to create any success, but what I'm saying is if you want to go big, if you want to build something truly scalable, you got to get organized about who you are, build up that brand. And then you got to get organized about who they are. So creating content for the sake of creating content is not as much of an advantage as creating intentful content directed specifically for your core target consumer. You're going to get a much better ROI when you're focused on exactly who you're talking to. Like Levi knows who he's talking to, people relocating to Dallas, right? And he even knows what states they're coming from. He sees the data. So he's not just talking to anybody that's moving to Dallas. He's talking to Californians. He's talking to the big influx states where people are coming in. So he's very specific about who he talks to. So when he opens up his Instagram, it's not, or YouTube, it's not, hey, everybody, we love that, you know, broad, broad, broad. If I go watch your content right now, how broad is it? I call that wide net fishing. You just throw, I'm the greatest real estate agent. If you're looking to buy or sell or invest, if you're single, if you're married, if you're a first time homeowner, if you're luxury, if you're going through a divorce, it doesn't matter. I'm a great real estate agent. I can help you buy. I can help you sell. That's called wide. That's called broad. That's broad. That tells me you're insecure. You're just trying to grab anything, something. I need a deal. 
<laughs> right? We're just trying to get a damn deal. Um, you're going to have less because people don't trust you. You, if you don't speak directly to them. So it's called this to know me is to love me. If you've never heard that quote to know me is to love me. People want to feel heard. They want to feel known. And when you spray out 16 different target names, buying, selling, investing, you're not talking to the consumer, right? I do know real estate agents that specialize in like divorce and they speak directly to that customer. Hey, listen, I know this isn't about selling the home. This is about mediating peace and getting back your life. And so I want you to know I've gone through this experience before. In fact, I closed 16 deals in the last three months right here in this specific zip code. And if you're going through a tough time with your partner, I want you to know it doesn't have to be that difficult. You see the difference in that conversation versus that, hey, I'm a great real estate agent and I can buy, sell, invest. It doesn't matter what you're going through, right? I went broad and then I went narrow. So the more narrow you can go, and the narrow means you know yourself really well and what you offer, you offer peace. And the narrow is you know exactly who you're talking to, right? 35 to 40 year old female. She's got one kid, right? Like how well do you know? Let's say you're luxury, right? 60, 60 to 70 high-end business has a staff of 23 homes. Like how well do you know what he's looking for? He's looking to save time, right? That's his, pro that's your value proposition is you're, you're, you're shrinking time. He doesn't want to do the heavy lifting. He wants you to do it all. And he just wants to sign the paper. He wants it at the deal that he tells you he wants it at. Right. So, so it just depends on who the, who the target is. So get sharp about you and get sharp about the target. Now we can talk about go to market. Now, what do we do? Do we create a YouTube? Do we do Instagram lives? Do we go on TikTok? New home buyers? Hell yeah, you go on TikTok. Right? Absolutely, you do. Um, TikTok's becoming um, one of the best platforms for intent. So intent is, is a really interesting word. Um, it doesn't get used in marketing often. So let me give you another platform. You guys know Pinterest? Yes. It means interest, <laughs> right? Interest. That's intent. People are interested in this thing. YouTube is a great interest platform. TikTok is a great interest platform. Instagram um, is not so much an interest platform. It's a creative platform. Right. So people, you don't know people, Facebook and Instagram, you don't know intent as well, especially with the regulations they're putting on a lot of the paid ads for Facebook and Instagram. You really can't find what people are looking for. TikTok and YouTube, very easy to find what people are looking for. And, and, and Levi obviously knows this, but, you know, YouTube's the second largest search engine in the world. So you're meeting people at that intent instead of getting people to decide, oh, you know what? I would like to sell my house, try to persuade people on other platforms. Let's meet them where the conversation already exists. I always say this with our content, when you're creating content with your personal brand, don't go to the party and start a conversation in the middle of a group that's already having a conversation. That is what most people's content does. Nobody likes that person at the party. Am I right? The person that comes up and wants to talk about themselves when you're in a group conversation about something else. That's what our content does when we just start spewing with no intent. The great thing about YouTube and TikTok is that you can go into a conversation that already exists and add value to it. You're joining a stream of intent instead of creating your own. So those platforms are great for that. I've gone really long here, Levi, but uh, I know you just asked me a simple question. Eric also commented that he heard the government is shutting off 
talk, talk, <laughs> TikTok. <laughs> it, it, you know, that has been a conversation since the day they started, since, you know, since they, they changed themselves. I don't know how many of you remember this. I was studying for Starbucks. When I worked at Starbucks, I was studying an app called Musical.ly. Do you guys remember that? Yeah. Musical.ly was the first TikTok. And so we were hiring I created the first influencer campaign for Starbucks. We were hired. Wait, so, okay. So we're going to hire people on Facebook to make content for us. And we're going to pay them. Like it was the unknown wild west. It was like eight, nine years ago when, you know, ambassadors, influencers, there was no regulation in the government. Like you didn't have to hashtag sponsored, hashtag ad. None of that existed. They made those laws while we were creating those campaigns. But we were looking at Musical.ly and I've watched it transform, you know, into TikTok. And they've had these conversations for a long time. Here's the truth. TikTok is way too big. The revolt against the government from the millennials would be catastrophic if they turned to it'd be like we'd end up being like Russia where you can't like have certain apps. You know, and there's also discussions around um, and there's also discussions around uh, was it app, the app store and how regulated it like Apple owns the ability to create apps. You know, this is the Elon Twitter story. Right. Like, how does Apple get the permission to tell Americans what we can consume and not? Um, you know, here's the truth. A great book to read, Eric, if you're concerned about apps coming and going and how long they're going to be here. This is a great marketing book. It's called Be Obsessed or Be Average. And that's one of my mentors who I worked for was Grant Cardone. And that book is about being obsessed about everything you do. But he's a marketing and sales genius. So in the book about being obsessed, he talks about a platform. And many of you may remember this platform. How many of you remember the first live streaming platform where you would go live on video and talk? It was called Meerkat. Now there was one before Meerkat. It was called Ustream, but Ustream wasn't social. It was a it was a it was a it was a vehicle. It just lets you go live on your internet on like on websites. Um, after that, they created a social app called Meerkat. He talks about Meerkat in this book. People said exactly what Eric's asking. Dude, nobody wants to sit around and watch other people talk live. It was like an unheard of behavior, right? They said, Grant, don't waste your time. Don't do it. Grant says, I was obsessed. I went into this platform. I learned every aspect of it. And I went on every day. He became the number one Meerkat live streamer in the world. He was the number one personality on Meerkat. Sure enough, sure enough, three years later, what happened? Meerkat went away, right? It went away. It dissolved. And what happened? Grant went all in on another platform called YouTube. And guess who followed? Everyone from Meerkat. Let, you know, he says in the book, read the book. He says, use and abuse the platforms. They are there for you to use and abuse. He says, I took that Meerkat. This is his quote. And I squeezed its spine and choked it till I got every last piece of blood out of that platform, right? A little drastic. I know if, you, if you're not a Grant Cardone fan, he's a little polarizing, right? He's a little extreme. But, you know, it, it's the sentiment that makes sense. He's like, he, what he did was he built relationships on that platform. And those relationships didn't stay on that platform. So my, my advice would be, if your target is on TikTok, go meet them now. Because if it shuts down in six months, take them with you to Instagram. By the way, the number one strategy for a lot of businesses on TikTok is when they like your content and they want to develop real personal relationships, they don't do it on TikTok. What do they do? They go to the bio. What's up at the top of the bio? Your Instagram. If you haven't added your Instagram to your bio, 
the number one, people don't click the website link. There's, if you look at anybody's bio, you've got their social platforms right under their name, and then you have their website link on the bottom. More people hit the Instagram link than the, than the website because TikTok is a place where you curate skits, right? You curate quick, little, informative pieces of information. So it doesn't feel as personal. So when somebody says, man, that Levi has the best TikToks, he's always giving great Dallas information, but I want to talk to Levi. They're going to click that and go follow Levi himself on Instagram to start a conversation in those DMs. People don't really DM and TikTok as much as they do in Instagram. Just interesting behaviors of people and like how they use these platforms, you know, and the way they think of it. Some people think of Facebook like a yearbook. Like it's you go back, you say happy birthday to your high school friends, but you're not active. You look at it like once every quarter. It just depends on, you know, what kind of user you are. But these these behaviors are important to follow because it's how you use those platforms. Anyway, Levi, I'm sure you have other questions. I just went, I went on and on and on. I'm a middle child. So, you know, I, I crave the camera and the microphone. I'll just keep going. You got to stop me at some point. No, that was great. I mean, all of that was, uh, no, that's exactly what we got you on here for is to talk. Good. Good. Okay. <laughs> Mainly because I'm tired of talking. No, it's, uh, no, it's good. It's funny. You, you know, you talked about intent. Uh, you know, that's something that is going, is the, the first chapter in our book, you know, we have the book awesome. coming out passive prospecting is intention versus interruption marketing, you right. know? And so just like you said, um, I don't think you specifically said interrupting, but that's what you were alluding to is that that's what's happening whenever you're jumping in the conversation and start talking about yourself. That is interruption. So you know? yeah, and that's yeah. what people are getting hit with every single day. They say right now we're exposed to uh, almost 10,000 daily ads. Now, yeah. none of us are buying 10,000 products a day, which means we're completely dismissing 9,999 of them likely because they're interrupting us, you know, and, and that counts for, you know, I was driving by a, a sports complex the other day and it literally had, you know, 20 logos, 20 different sponsors on the side of the building. And I was able to process like T-Mobile and, and, you know, Verizon and, you know, a couple of other, uh, you know, charter or something, a couple of, you know, those quick logos, but again, okay. I saw a T-Mobile logo. Well, I've already got a T-Mobile phone, you know, was that advertising effective to me? No, but, uh, right. at the same time, I, you know, I'm not intentional, but you know, now when it's time for a new phone, guess what? I don't really need any advertising from T-Mobile, uh, whenever yeah. I want to upgrade to the new iPhone, like I'm intentional, I will just go directly to the store and say, Hey, new iPhones out. Yep. Upgrade. Yeah. Good to go. Yeah. Right. And that's, I, a, that's a, that's a good point. That's called top of mind awareness. Yeah. And so, you know, a lot of times what people are doing is they're creating content, looking for the clothes. Yeah. And the truth is you're not to your point, Levi, you're not looking for the clothes. Every time you create content, you're looking for the connection. And as long as you make that connection, that's why consistency is so important is because if you don't show up every day, they sure as hell won't show up for you when their time to make a decision is there. So, so a hundred percent Levi. It also, um, it's also part of our strategy, why we don't have lead magnets or lead captures in our, in our YouTube information, because, mm -hmm. uh, you know, you know, we get this all the time when our, our average contact under contract is 47 days. So that means when people reach out to us, they are extremely intentional. They are literally in the buying process. They're ready to make a decision in 60 days. But if we captured, and people tell us all the time, I've been watching your channel for a year um, uh, before I decided to call you, or we actually moved to Dallas based on your channel, rented, and now our lease is up, and now we're calling you to buy the home. So because they continually consume the 
content, you know, they are reaching out to us whenever they're ready to make that buy. But if we would have captured their information a year before they were ready, guess what we're doing? Hey, this is Levi. Thank you for submitting the free market report. You know, uh, are you thinking yeah. of buying or selling a home? And they're like, hold on. I was just, I just wanted the market report. Just curious, you know, and then guess what we're doing? We're pursuing now for the next uh, six, 12, 18 months, who knows, you know, and then, and then well, I believe we're actually creating more work for ourselves in that manner. Uh, now, could you convert people that way? Sure. Absolutely. But at the same time, We've just found that it's just better to stay consistent with the content, provide the value. And the ones that want to work with you will call you is yeah. what we're finding over and over again. Yep. So That's let me, exactly. yeah, let me transition. Anything you want to add to that? Or can I transition here to? No, go for it. Let's transition. I know we got about 12 minutes here, so I'll try to add as much value as possible. Yeah. appreciate you. Yeah. Um, so uh, so, okay. So conversion, I guess we just kind of touched a little bit there on, on the conversion, but, uh, what, what are you seeing on your end as far as, uh, you know, that type of conversion as far as, uh, and what would you recommend as, as well, as far as that, is it continually provide, uh, you know, content or value through content, or, uh, do you have other ways that, that really helps on that conversion side? Yeah. I, you know, the, the key is this. So if you think about a funnel, like think about the word funnel, right? This is, it's so funny because I, I mean, I'm just going to show my age. Uh, funnels, when I started marketing, were a user behavior. A funnel was a, you know, they need awareness and attention and then loyalty and credibility. It was like that user funnel, right? And then Brunson went out and he created like uh, the, the, the digital funnel, right? So then you had like click funnels. And now when you say the word funnel, anybody young and aggressive, they're like, oh yeah, like a digital funnel. I'm like, sure. Yeah. Like the digital funnels, but think about like a real funnel. So think about a system, right? The wider we go, think of it as the gold pan, right? We shake the gold pan and see what falls through it. The qualified leads get down the funnel closer and closer to the conversion. So our job is to reach the right people at scale and then develop relationships as they get closer. So scale to closer. And as we get closer, that our job is to create relationships where they trust us enough to have those conversations. And then you're in a sales cycle. The minute you start talking to someone on a personal level, then you're going through what you've been trained on from just a, any typical sales cycles. How do you get them through making this, the decision faster and you close deals? So the key is this, and this is always the best question that I could ever ask any entrepreneur. And this is going to take a little self-awareness on your part to say this is good, bad, or indifferent. How many people have you talked to today that you did not know yesterday? If you answer that question, how many people did you talk to? Did you create a connection with that you did not know yesterday? Not other real estate agents you already know, not a client you've talked to six times, a new person that you never knew did you talk to today? How many? What is that number? That number is your pipeline. That's your future. That's your future in 30, 60 days. That number is your future. So if that number is zero, that's scary. That means we're not meeting enough people. We're not making enough new connections. Every day, I want to hear you say 10 to 15 people. That's my goal. For my business, 10 to 15 people. I know I'll close three people. I know my numbers. I'll close three people out of the 15 in less than four months, in less than 90 days. I will close around three people that are my perfect persona in less than four months. 
So I have a four month cycle. So the question is, how do you close, right? Yes, a hundred percent. Those, those connections should be Instagram, TikTok. That's how I do it. I close, I'll close over a million dollars on Instagram DMs, just DMs, just direct messages. I meet so many people. And remember this, just because they aren't qualified doesn't mean they don't know someone who is. So I don't reject qualified, unqualified leads. I don't believe in unqualified leads. If they aren't a business owner doing over a million and they're not willing to pay for consulting that costs you know upwards of ten to fifteen thousand dollars a month, if they're a brand new agent, I don't, I don't just disregard them. I talk to them and ask them more about what they're doing, what they're looking for, and I help and add value because I've had two things happen. One, those people will come back and make introductions to me to qualified leads. And the second thing they do is if you do this long enough and I have three years later, they're doing $10 million, you know, and you're like, well, I remember when you weren't even doing anything and they remember when I helped them. Right. So the value always comes back if you add value to them. But the close is all about moving someone on the cycle from, wow, I really like this person's TikTok. So they're passive. Think cold to hot, cold to hot. Hot is they trust you. Cold is they just found you. They have no idea who you are. Your job every day is to create, 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 to move them through that cycle from cold to hot. Think about it. There are, think about this. Ready? You're about to create content. Today. How many of you are going to create content today? For the three of you, your camera's on. Four of you. Okay. Yeah. So if you're creating content today, our job today, you have, think about this. You have, let's say 10, 15. 30 people right now who you don't talk to, true or false, in your social, there are maybe 15, 20, for some of you bigger accounts, you probably got 200, 300 people that just passively follow you. If you're doing well on TikTok or Instagram or YouTube, you've got views. Oh, I had 180 views. You know all 180 of those people? No. Your job today is what can you say that resonates and connects with them on a very personal level that gets them to finally react? What emotion can we create to get them to finally say, you know what, I am going to leave a comment. You know what, I am going to subscribe. You know what, I am going to call that number. Every day, our job is to just pull those colds into a little bit warmer. What can we do to make the connection? Make the connection, pull them out, pull them out. They're sitting there. They're just waiting for us to do our job. They're just waiting for us to say the right thing, to get them to be motivated or inspired to make the connection, to trust you. You know, because like, here's the other thing. Consumers are smart. How do I know that? Because we're all consumers, right? So I know we're smart. We know what we do. We know what they do. So they know you're in real estate. They know you want to close a deal. They know, you know that you could probably do whatever it is they need you to do, but they need to trust you to make that connection. And so we've got to prove to them that we have the credibility, that we can do what we say our value propositions will do. And that's how you close deals. So um, I think the biggest tip I could give you with five minutes left here on the closing of a deal Stay out of the transactional mindset and get into a relationship transformational mindset. Too many people are like, so if you're looking for that house, you give me a call right now. Transaction, transaction, transaction. So actually, there's three things you could do to prep your house before you ever even put it on the market. It'll increase the worth of your home by 10%. I'd love to give those to you. If you give me five seconds on DM, I'll shoot you a quick little personal video and I'll give you my three favorite tips, things that you can do 
I know you're not ready to make a decision. That's totally cool. That's cool. You know what? The market might be better in 90 days. So I'm glad you're waiting. But these are the three things you should be doing right now before the market hit, before you hit the market. Even if you have a real estate agent, I don't care. I want to know you. So shoot me a DM and let me send you these videos. That's transformational. That's value added relationship call to action. Too many people like call me, DM me, let's start working together. I don't know you. I'm not, I'm not giving you my money. You know, I mean, we're the same way. The consumer is more willing to give you a credit card than a phone number because they don't want to talk to you. But if they believe in what you're selling, they'll give you 10 bucks, 20 bucks on checkout. Can you give us your number? No, but here's my credit card, <laughs> right? <laughs> We've all done it. So think about that behavior, you know, to get them to want to make the human connection. We really got to build rapport and relationships. That'd be my best advice, Levi, for closing, for making the conversion. Yep. I like, I think it's summed up with conversion happens in connection. That's it, man. And, you know, it made me think that, uh, you know, even though we we produce a lot of content, you know, we make these connections, we do stories, we create videos. Mm -hmm. where, where do you really convert? Where do you really convert people? You convert them in a conversation, either on Zoom or on the phone, or yeah. maybe you meet with them in person. But uh, going back to what you originally opened up with, with your brand is a, a feeling. It is... It is how do you answer the phone? How do you show up on Zoom? Do you show up on Zoom? Is your camera on? Are you dressed? Are you ready to go? And that is something that's where the conversion happens because we can generate calls and we can generate leads. We can generate uh, interest. But mm -hmm. if we don't make somebody feel good or if we're somebody different than the person we've portrayed on camera or on video, then it, we're going to lose that. We're going to lose that opportunity. And it's something that even uh, like we stress with our team, even if people call or text in, if they text or email, the goal is, is to get them on the phone or on a Zoom as soon as possible, because we know that's where the true connection is going to happen. And that yeah. leads to the conversion. I'll give you one more tip. 70% increase in conversions when you see their eyes. I don't see Steven. I don't really know him, but I see Julie and I would, I make that, I see her smile. I see her nod her head, Right. I know Julie really well because I can make that energy. I can get that connection through her eyes. So everything you do should be visual. Human to human eye contact, 70% increase in conversion when you can see people. I don't see Nick. I don't see Eric. I don't see Derek. I don't see, I don't know them. I don't know them. I don't know if they're here. They're brushing their teeth with a towel wrapped around. I don't know what they're doing, <laughs> right? They're doing something. I'm glad they showed up, by the way. I'm not knocking you guys. I'm just saying, I don't, I don't know you and I won't know you. You reach out to me on Instagram. I'll be like, where were you? Uh, I was on Levi saying, oh, you were? Okay. Julie reaches out. I'm going to be like, yeah, Julie, how are you? We already connected. I saw her, right? So like 70% increase in conversion when they see you. So those text messages you're sending, you better have video when you send them. I can't tell you. I, I can't tell you the amount of people I coach like, oh deadly. They won't talk to me. Ready? Pick up your phone, put on your camera and say, Hey, is it something I said? I don't know what happened, but I haven't heard from you. You put them in a stabilized position. I don't know what happened. I'm really sorry if I said something that offended you, but I haven't heard from you. So I just feel like maybe I did something. I should have said something or just let me know what it was. And I'd love to continue the conversation if you're open to it uh, because relationships are more important. 
I've never had it not work. The client always goes, hey, I've been really busy. I'm so sorry. You've done nothing wrong. I've never seen it not work. But you text them, hey, haven't heard from you. When are we? Ignore, delete, block. They don't care. They don't know who you are. They don't make the connection. So you're absolutely right, Levi. It's, it's that it's a human connection. And we can do that through digital. We can feel authentic through digital. You just got to use the right technique. Yep. Awesome. Well, I think that's a great way. I'm sorry, I've got a hard stop. I know you've got a hard Same. stop. Well, so we're coming right in at 1159. Perfect timing, man. Thank you so much, Buck. It's good to see you. Got it. Again, good to see you. Always. And uh, we appreciate uh, everything you do. And then also uh, feel free if you're in our Facebook group, you know, if you want to drop your contact information in there uh, or I'll, I'll, uh, I'll, I'll do that for you. That way you don't have to, yeah. you don't have to pitch yourself. I'll do it for you. All right. Do it. Just add me on Instagram. That's where I can. I've literally, my mom tries to call me and she can't get a hold of me. I'm like, mom, just DM me. I'll talk to you on Instagram. <laughs> you know, <laughs> that's where I talk to everybody. Awesome. Yeah. Love it. Levi. Thanks for having me, man. Thank you, Buck. Have a great day. Bye guys. Thank you for joining us on today's podcast. If you're interested in partnering with us to access our YouTube course and coaching all for free, schedule a call at fivestarstrategycall.com.